Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monster Myth. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined with Kevin. Say hi, Kevin. Ooh, you're a bitch. You're my bitch. Don't start that. You and I were just talking about how you are my sweet bitch. You know what? You got no response to that, because you know you're my sweet bitch. You know what? You're lucky John's not here. By the way, John's not here, if you guys haven't noticed. Today, John, little John, cannot join us, because he's he has spawned a child. The hobbits are growing, people. The hobbits are growing. As for us, we're talking about ghouls. A ghoul is a monster or evil spirit in Arabic mythology associated with graveyards and consuming human flesh. Like a zombie. The most delicious of all cuisine. Here you fucking go again. There's nothing wrong with cannibalism. You Kevin. say this like every every month. Every single fucking month. You say the well, same shit. Maybe we should stop selecting monsters that eat people. You're the one who picked this one! I know. <laughs> The ghoul is a Middle Eastern monster that originates from ancient Sumerian and Arcadian mythologies. In that mythology, the ghoul dwells in burial grounds and other uninhabited places. In that mythology, the ghoul dwells in burial grounds and other uninhabited places. The ghoul is a fiendish type of jinn believed to be sired by Iblis, the prince of darkness in Islam. <laughs> the ghoul is also a desert-dwelling, shape-shifting monster that can change into an animal, especially a hyena, and it lures unwary people to the desert waste or abandoned places to slay and devour them. The creatures also prey on the young children, drinks their blood, steals the coins, eats the dead, then taking the form of the person they just eaten. Sounds like a pretty solid life, Kevin. Sounds like your fucking life, Ben. You know what? I wish I could eat people. I wouldn't be surprised if you did. As a matter of fact, I was always wondering where a couple people that have been around you lately, where they've gone. I haven't seen them recently. They're poo now. You see, whatever happened to What's-His-Face? I saw him at your apartment a couple years ago. I haven't seen him since. Yeah, he gave me bad indigestion. I hate you so much. You remember when I'm you... not fucking... I, oh, I don't oh, think you remember you're kidding. When you, remember I last don't think week? you're kidding. What? You remember last week when you smelled my fart? That was that guy. I hate you. With a passion. The ghoul has some language rules in Arabic. The female form of ghoul is gula. And <laughs> the plural... <laughs> gosh, shut the fuck up. And the plural is gilan. In colloquial Arabic, the term is sometimes used to describe a greedy or gluttonous individual. You're Although in some texts it's written that all ghouls are female. Something to do with blood-sucking... Eating your soul. Your mom was gulala on my penis. I'm gonna fucking kill you! <laughs> it's your line! <laughs> the word ghoul in English is also used as a derogatory in a sense that it refers to a person who delights in macabre. Or. In the macabre. In the macabre. 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 Oh my god. Or whose profession is linked directly to death, such as a grave dim such as a <laughs> grave digger or a grave robber. Another person would be an undertaker. Wouldn't that just still be a grave digger? 
Yes, but an Undertaker does a little bit more. They get the family in there. They're like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Grave Drigger is the motherfucker who just digs the grave. Holy, holy, holy. Is that the song of the Grave Digger, Kevin? Uh, yes, it is. It's, all, it's also a fucking running cadence. Don't worry about it. They're described as both uh, Jin in some tellings and uh, also as just appearing as humans. So the ghouls can take a couple different forms. And those versions, all ghouls, are former humans who transformed into a current state due to wickedness or morbidity. Morbidity. It, morbidity. In some accounts, the person rises as a ghoul after death. Another, he becomes a ghoul after dining on human flesh. What kind of reminds me? Actually, scratch that what kind of reminds me, people, because that comes with the next to Kevin's line. Let's do that line again. In some accounts, the person rises as a ghoul after death. In others, he or she becomes a ghoul after dining on human flesh. Kind of like a Middle Eastern Wendigo. Consuming flesh is a punishment to turn into a monster that craves only human flesh. Your mom craves my penis flesh. You wrote it into the script! <laughs> you wrote it into the script again! Why? Why do you write this shit into the script? Because you have to read it. I hate you. I hate you with all my hate. Speaking of hatred, I got another one for you. It's story time, Kevin. Read us a story. Tell us a story, Kevin. No! No wet willies! Audible description! Wet willies! This is an excerpt from Arabian Nights, which was written a long time ago, long before copyright law. Woot! Domain free! The first time I saw my wife unveiled, when she had been brought to my house with the usual ceremonies, I was enchanted to find that I had not been deceived in regard to the account that had been given me of her beauty. I began my married life in high spirits and the best hopes of happiness. The following day, a grand dinner was served to us, but as my wife did not appear, I ordered a servant to call her. Still, she did not come, and I waited impatiently for some time. At last, she entered the room, and she took our places at the table, and plates of rice were set before us. I ate mine, as was natural, with a spoon, but great was my surprise to notice that my wife, instead of doing the same, drew from her pocket a little case from which she selected a long pin, and by the help of this pin, conveyed her rice, grain by grain, to her mouth. Amina, I exclaimed in astonishment, is that the way you eat rice at home? And did you do it because your appetite was so small, or did you wish to count the grains so that you might never eat more than a certain number? If it was from economy and you are anxious to teach me not to be wasteful, you have no cause for alarm. We shall never ruin ourselves in that way. Our fortune is large enough for all of our needs, therefore. Dear Amina, do not seek to check yourself, but eat as much as you desire, as I do. In reply to my affectionate words, I expected a cheerful answer. Yet Amina said nothing at all, but continued to pick her rice as before only at longer and longer intervals. And instead of trying the other dishes, all she did was put every now and then a crumb of bread into her mouth. 
that would not have made a meal for a sparrow. I felt provoked by her obstinacy. But to excuse her to myself as far as I could, I suggested that perhaps she had never been used to eating the company of men, and that her family might have been, or might have taught her that she ought to behave prudently and discreetly in the presence of her husband. Likewise, that she might either have dined already or intend to do so in her own apartments. So, I took no further notice, and when I had finished, left the room, secretly much vexed at her strange conduct. The same thing occurred at supper, and all through the next day, whenever we ate together. It was quite clear that no woman could live upon two or three breadcrumbs and a few grains of rice, and I determined to find out how and when she got food. I pretended not to pay attention to anything she did, in the hope that little by little she would get accustomed to me and become more friendly. But I soon saw that my expectations were quite vain. One night I was laying with my eyes closed and, to all appearance, sound asleep, when Amina arose softly and dressed herself without making the slightest sound. I could not imagine what she was going to do, and as my curiosity was great, I made up my mind to follow her. When she was fully dressed, she stole quietly from the room. The instant she had let the curtain fall behind her, I flung a garment on my shoulders and a pair of slippers on my feet. Looking from a lattice which opened into the court, I saw her in the act of passing through the street door, which she carefully left open. It was bright moonlit, so I easily managed to keep her in sight till she entered a cemetery not far from the house. There I hid myself under the shadow of the wall and crouched down cautiously, and hardly was I concealed when I saw my wife approaching in company with a ghoul, one of those demons which, as your highness is aware, wander about the country making their lairs in deserted buildings and springing out upon unwary travelers whose flesh they eat. If no live being goes their way, they then betake themselves to the cemeteries and feed upon the dead bodies. I was nearly struck dumb with horror on seeing my wife with this hideous female ghoul they passed by me without noticing me, began to dig up a corpse which had been buried that day, and then sat down on the edge of the grave to enjoy their frightful repast, talking quietly and cheerfully all the while, though I was too far off to hear what they said. When they had finished, they threw back the body into the grave and heaped back the earth upon it. I made no effort to disturb them, and quickly returned to the house, when I took care to leave the door open as I had previously found it. Then I got back into bed and pretended to sleep soundly. A short time after Amina entered as quietly as she had gone out, she undressed and stole into bed, congratulating herself apparently on the cleverness with which she had managed her expedition. 
As may be guessed, after such a scene, it was long before I could close my eyes. And at the first sound which called the faithful to prayer, I put on my clothes and went to the mosque. But even prayer did not restore peace to my troubled spirit, and I could not face my wife until I had made up my mind what future course I should pursue in regard to her. I therefore spent the morning roaming about from one garden to another, turning over various plans for compelling my wife to give up her horrible ways. I thought of using violence to make her submit, but felt reluctant to be unkind to her. Besides, I had an instinct that gentle means had the best chance of success, so, a little soothed, I turned towards home, which I reached about the hour of dinner. As soon as I appeared, Amina ordered dinner to be served, and we sat down together. As usual, she persisted in only picking a few grains of rice, and I resolved to speak to her at once of what lay so heavily on my heart. Amina, I said as quietly as possible. You must have guessed the surprise I felt when, the day after our marriage, you declined to eat anything but a few morsels of rice, and altogether behaved in such a manner that most husbands would have been deeply wounded. However, I had patience with you, and only tried to tempt your appetite by the choicest dishes I could invent, but all to no purpose. Still, Amina, it seems to me that there be some among them as sweet to the taste as the flesh of a corpse. I had no sooner uttered these words than Amina, who instantly understood that I had followed her to the graveyard, was seized with a passion beyond any that I had ever witnessed. Her face became purple, her eyes looked as if they would start from her head, and she positively foamed with rage. I watched her with terror, wondering what would happen next, but little thinking what would be the end of her fury. She seized a vessel of water that stood at hand and, plunging her hand in it, murmured some words I failed to catch. Then, sprinkling it on my face, she cried madly, Wretch, receive the reward of your prying and become a dog. The words were not out of her mouth when, without feeling conscious that any change was passing over me, I suddenly knew that I had ceased to be a man. In the greatness of the shock and surprise, for I had no idea that Amina was a magician, I never dreamed of running away, and stood rooted to the spot while Amina grasped a stick and began to beat me. Indeed, her blows were so heavy that I only wondered they did not kill me at once. However, they succeeded in rousing me from my stupor, and I dashed into the courtyard, followed closely by Amina, who made frantic dives at me, which I was not quick enough to dodge. At last she got tired of pursuing me, or else a new trick entered into her head, which would give me a speedy and painful death. She opened the gate leading into the street, intending to crush me as I passed through. Dog though I was, I saw through her design, and stung into presence of mind by the greatness of the danger, I timed my movements so well that I contrived to rush through, and only the tip of my tail received a squeeze as she banged the, the gate. I was safe. 
but my tail hurt me horribly, and I yelped and howled so loud all along the streets that the other dogs came and attacked me, which made matters no better. In order to avoid them, I took refuge in a cook shop where tongues and sheep's heads were sold. Well, that was just an excerpt from uh, the Arabian Nights. Quite. So that was the only part of Arabian Nights that has a ghoul in it. Is that correct? I don't know. Probably. You're an asshole. So what'd you think? So, in this story we had one ghoul for sure. For sure one ghoul. I mean, what are you if you're not eating... uh, You know... I think of myself as a potential cannibal. Oh, my. And I wouldn't need something that's already been buried. So you want it fresh? Yeah. Like, I need to strangle you. Well, this was this down, was like, dead. That, uh, wait. I, I give it, like, a, maybe a two-hour rule after kill. So you need to kill it yourself. Uh, or, I mean, if someone, like, blows your head off and everyone leaves, I'd be like, okay. And just, like, <laughs> I'm taking this corpse for proper burial, and then I'll just eat you. I never want to die around you. Oh no, Kevin died. Say it ain't so. I'll take care of his remains. In my belly. No, no, this is, you see, I can't do this with you. I cannot do this with you. I believe you would fucking do it. Yeah. You are that motherfucker that would fucking do it, you sick, psychotic fuck. You know, I can't wait for the apocalypse just so I can be a cannibal. Oh my fucking god. You're the you're that asshole that every single time you play Fallout, you're a cannibal. All the time. Every time you play Fallout, the time. Elder Scrolls. All the time. Any RPG. All the time. I hate you. I'm actually disappointed I was not able to eat people in Mass Effect. Uh, it was not an option. Yeah. Bioware kind of dropped the ball on that one, didn't they? Bioware kind of dropped the ball on a few th- on a drama on hardcore. Well, let's be honest. After EA bought the franchise. Oh God, EA is just. If you like EA, stop listening to this podcast. We don't want you <laughs> as a listener. All right, all right, all right. Back on topic, though. Back on topic to ghouls. So, this poor motherfucker got turned into a dog. I kind of want to know what the fuck happened to him. Well, maybe she's into that freaky beastality things and gets kind of freaky with the dog. I don't think she's into that. Something tells me she's into beating the shit out of this dog until it's dead. I mean... I don't think there's anything sexual about it. I think maybe Maybe dead. she was going to eat it because you know how they, they prepare dog in Korea. This is they put Korean! Them in, they put them in bags and then they beat them with a stick because that lets, lets the blood go in all over the body and then they eat them so the, the meat's all tender and stuff. That's what I plan to do with your body once you're dead. Is I'm gonna well, wh- I'm gonna put you in a bag while you're alive and beat you with a stick, so you know your body fills with blood, and I'm gonna eat you because you're kind of bony, and I need to work with that. I like how we're doing this at my house, and where then- there are five w- lethal weapons within arm's reach of me right now. I mean, I'm not gonna do it today. I'm just saying you pick horrible times to tell me your plans. I'm just saying that may not be... You don't know how I'm going to capture you, though. So you want to become a ghoul. You want to eat my flesh, become a ghoul. 
I mean, I'm, I kind of would rather be a Wendigo. You know, get stronger and bigger. <laughs> well, but I always you do be wish you were bigger. I know we all know you wish you were bigger. Your mom wishes I was bigger. She does. She has her vagina sure has an insatiable appetite. God, it creates flesh. Oh, penis flesh. All right, let's move on. Kevin, I'm not gonna ask the first time you heard of a ghoul, because you know it's pretty popular. But what was your favorite reference to a ghoul in pop culture? Favorite reference to a ghoul. Okay. I do have to think about this one for a second because there's a lot of different monsters. Get off me. There's a lot of different monsters that eat the flesh of another. But in a ghoul setting, you can't just say, eats the flesh. I know. That's what I'm saying. I got to think of specific ghoul. Give me some examples. Off how about, I go, how about, how about I go after mine and then you can go ahead? No. The best reference I can say would be the ghouls from Fallout, which aren't technically Middle Eastern ghouls, but they affect, uh, the after effects of radiation killing people's uh, skin and turning them into rotting, moving corpses that also crave human flesh once they go insane. Also, you have... Ra's al Ghul, or depending how you want to say it, because it's also been called Ra's al Ghul, <laughs> which oh God. In, in, translates to the head of the demon, or because you know ghouls are also technically demons sometimes, if you, the way you want to translate it. But that's directly coming from the Arabic ghoul. True. Yes, Ra's al Ghul is direct Arabic. Um, the Fallout was the one I was thinking of, but. Since you I say looked, that because after I said No, since I fucking looked down at the script and saw that that was your fucking line, I had to be like, well, let me think for a second. Um, I hate you so much because that really was mine. Just say Fallout 4. No. Because Fallout encompasses all... You, yeah, that's Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4. I'll just say Dungeons & Dragons, then. I've, I haven't fought ghouls in Dungeons & Dragons. But they're in there. I know they're in there. Have you ever read a Forgotten Realms book? No. I've read Goosebumps! <sighs> you disappoint me. Your mom disappoints me. Your mom never disappoints me. <laughs> Your mom disappoints me because she should have fucking swallowed you. You know what? Let's just go with the conclusion. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to hear it. He's like, that concludes this, this episode. Me. I don't want to be any suggestions? a blowjob. I don't want to be a blowjob. <laughs> no! No! I farted in my hand and threw it in his face. <laughs> I think I won that argument. Uh, you alright there, Kevin? I can taste it! That's what your mom said last night. Ow! <laughs> alright, that concludes this episode. If you have any suggestions, uh, let us know in our contact information, which Kevin will say later. Don't let it be generic, wasteless shit, wasteful shit like vampire, 
Werewolf, ghost, that's stupid. Give us something specific and scary as fuck. Kevin! Where can they find us? If you would like to, if you like the show, leave a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter at MonsterMythPod. You can send us an email, MonsterMyth at Outlook.com. And we leave you with a question. If your wife is a cannibalistic ghoul, does that mean you shouldn't ask for a blowjob? Uh-huh. <laughs>